0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, it's good to be back this morning. Uh, hmm. You know, sometimes uh, we need what happens in those times that we were just in a lot more than you need to hear somebody talking (laughs) like me. Um <clears throat> there's something that the Lord does when the members of the body minister to one another in the power of the Holy Spirit, and there's there's a transfer that takes place uh, from heaven through one person to another person, and it's a kind of relationship. A connection that, that can't happen in any other way and so I'm I'm really thankful for when the Lord makes those connections because you know when we come here and and we're we're kind of overwhelmed with life and warfare and everything that's happening uh, we need a touch from the Lord uh, we don't need to hear a good message we, we need God to touch us and do something and so we've we've got to make room for that all the time and, and, and we need to not pretend when we're in one of those places and that was a really good word from Daniel today, because the, the Lord has many of us in times of warfare, difficulty, what, whatever we want to call it. And what it, what he is wanting to happen in these times is he's He's wanting us to learn how to stand in a new place He's he's wanting us to be able to stand In a place where we would have fallen before Uh, A place where we, we may have retreated in the past he He wants to strengthen us in in our spirit so so that we can stand in in the midst of warfare um, i I've got so much stuff up here this morning and <laughs> I just need to ask the Lord where to go. (laughs) Because I'm just still not sure. I I had hoped by this time I would be sure. (laughs) But uh, I guess I don't need to know just yet. Uh, So Lord, uh, we thank you for your presence. Uh, We thank you that you're always for us. We thank you that you are sufficient for us. I thank you that you're, you're doing something in us. You're, you're the one who began a good work and you're bringing it forth to completion. And so Lord, I, I just wanna ask you to have your way this morning. Lord, bless every person who was humble enough to raise their hand this morning. Lord, meet them. Meet their need. And Lord, help more of us to to be humble enough to raise our hand the next time. Lord, because we all need more of you and less of whatever it is that we have now Uh, so Lord bless us and 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 have your way in us today for for the glory of your son Mm. amen you know we're we're in a war and a war has lots of battles Not that we just stepped into a single battle and it's gonna be over quickly. <laughs> so <clears throat> we have to prepare our minds. So I now I'm gonna get into that difficult thing that I, I feel like the Lord wants me to share. Because uh <clears throat> I, I think there are other people who are going through a, a similar Thing here this morning that uh, sometimes we uh, we can get offended at God because sometimes because of the battle we we didn't think it was going to be this hard we didn't think it was going to be this bad we he didn't. Give us what we thought we needed when we needed it, or you know, what, whatever it might be. Uh, and when, when that happens, it, it's a time of testing for us because the Lord is very purposeful in in the things that he allows into our lives the the timing of those things the the timing when he does things or doesn't do things he's he's very purposeful always and he's always working on multiple levels and we quite often can see only on one level and and so if if we allow ourselves to maintain that, that heart of being offended at God, uh, then we're, we're in a place where we are in spiritual jeopardy. Uh, because sometimes we, out of that place, out of that heart, we we are still asking God for, for things. We're, we're still wanting things from him. We're, we're wanting him to do the thing that we thought he already should have done or whatever it might be. And, and we're, we're not in a place of faith. And the Lord is, is not going to meet us in that place and and what can happen is our our spiritual condition can continue to deteriorate it it can continue to worsen and and we're not seeing we're not understanding what what is happening to us and and what what has to happen is we we have to get ourselves in a place of faith once again so that we can come to the lord and so that he can meet us and there's there's a few passages that, that come to mind where where we can find faith and, and grab on to a promise of God and 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 get ourselves in a place where where God will actually meet us. And and one of those is in Hebrews eleven. Where it says, and and without faith, it is impossible to please God. But those who come to him must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So... You you can look at the first part of that verse and say, "With without faith, it, it's impossible to please God. It's 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 impossible to to call on God and have Him come when we're in that faithless place. So so we have to get ourselves." to the second part of that verse where we believe that he is and and that we believe that he he rewards those who will diligently seek him and and then putting ourselves in in the place of faith is is just stepping into the place of diligently seeking him with, with the expectation that he is going to meet you and, and that he is going to reward you for diligently seeking him. There, see, there's, there's kind of a subtle difference there You, you can be seeking God from a place that is without faith where you're actually kind of challenging him because you're not really believing that he's going to do anything anyway. And, and that's the kind of place where he's not going to meet you. But when we, we get ourselves to the, the place of faith where now we're seeking God, but we actually believe that he's going to reward us. And and it may not be today, and it may not be tomorrow, and and it may not even be this week that he actually meets you <laughs> and rewards you. But... He's going to, because he said that he would, and he is faithful. And part of the hard thing about what I'm saying right now is, I I, I find you know. The sabbatical, I'm very thankful for that and I, I appreciate all of you uh, giving me a month. It was, it was so necessary and so worthwhile. Uh, it, it takes a little while of being removed from something that has been your, your life for a number of years to change your perspective. And, and that was what I needed. And it, it probably took two or three weeks of, of just being away to, to be able to get a different perspective. And I, I think I, I found that, that I was somewhat in the condition that I was just describing to you that uh, I, I was kind of offended at God because uh, I felt like he hadn't given me something that I needed in order to go on. Uh, the reality was that, that he had given it to me a very, very long time ago, and I needed to be reminded of that. But I needed to get myself in a place of faith for him to show me that. And, and he actually, he, he took me back to the, the original, the, the first time when he really began to speak to me about the kind of church that he wanted. And back in 96, was was when he did this, and for the Lord to share something about what the church is supposed to be like out of deuteronomy eleven and twelve that's that's kind of unusual but but that's what he used, and what he showed me is I, I had kind of forgotten about that and so it, it wasn't him all along it was, it was me that was the problem and I encourage you to get to that place quickly in the future because he's not the problem if you're having a problem with him he's not the problem So in the near future, I'm, I'm going to be doing some teaching and, and we're, we're going to be doing some things that, that the Lord wants in his church that, that are going to come out of Deuteronomy 11 and 12. And some of those things are going to challenge you. Some of those things are, are going to challenge me. They're going to challenge some of the leaders. But, you know, it's important in, in this day that the Lord gets the kind of church that He wants. Uh, he, he has not called us to go to church he's called us to be the church and, and, and there, there is responsibility for us in, in being the church that, that means something to him and, and so we're, we're going to be unpacking some of that in in these next few weeks Um, so he also brought me back um, about I think January of this year Uh, when he spoke to me about having a solemn assembly. And that uh, phrase doesn't mean a lot to to many of you because hardly anybody in America in in the last 50 years has has participated in a solemn assembly. Uh, And it, it came out of some teaching that that Errol came and did, and, and then I finished on the father heart of God. And the, the conclusion of that series of messages was that, that Moses, uh, other other than Jesus, Moses displayed the heart of the Father uh, maybe better than. Anyone else in Scripture, because he he was he was leading these people, and and they they kept coming against him, and they they kept complaining, and they they kept getting it wrong, and 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 God would come to Moses and say, "Okay, I'm I've had it. These these people are stiff-necked. They're proud. They're rebellious. They're." You and me, we're going to start over. I'm just going to wipe them out. And Moses would fall on his face and ask for mercy for those very people. Those those very people who were persecuting him, and and they were the people of God. But he, he would fall on his face and ask God for mercy for them. And, and so when, when the Lord began to speak to me about a solemn assembly, it was, it was about us getting, getting ourselves in a place before the Lord where, where we could actually cry out to him for mercy for our city. And, and particularly for the people of God in our city. And he, he began to show me what, what this is going to look like. Because we're in, in the solemn assembly, and I, I think we're, we're probably looking at the 25th or 26th of, of this month that's either a friday night or a, or a thursday night or a friday night uh cuz we we need to do it sooner rather than later but we also need to understand the whole context of this and that that's a lot more than i can do today but what what we will need to do see we will be stepping into our role as a nation of priests because we 're we're called to be uh, a royal priesthood before the lord and and the priests they they go to the Lord on behalf of the people and and they hear the Lord and and then they speak what the Lord says to the people that's that 's what a priest does but before the priest in the Old Testament could minister before the Lord he he had to go through purification and that's part of what this solemn assembly is, is going to be about it's, it's going to be about us whoever will come and, and participate in this thing and I really hope it's almost all of us uh, we're we're going to have a number of different stations around this room and and every one of us is going to go to every station and and we're going to have the opportunity to repent before the lord for a certain category of life and and we're 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 going to be cleansed as we do that so that at the end we can cry out to the lord on behalf of the city and it's it's like i said to ed uh, as we were praying this morning has felt like the Lord was saying, because Ed, Ed's been around here a while, and I know he's been a youth pastor before. He's he's been a Vineyard youth pastor before, and he's he's kind of you know been he hung around on the outside for a while, and 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 now they've they've moved in, and and they're they're committed, and they're they're part of things. Uh, And as we were praying, I just felt like the Lord was saying that the enemy was accusing him that he had wasted time and that he should have done this a long time ago. But the Lord was saying that this was the right time. And the Lord's saying that to us right now. Assembly. The timing is, is right. So, uh, hmm. I can't see what time that clock says. Oh, it's only 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've got time for maybe uh, one more insight this morning uh, it's, it's kind of unusual how uh, the Lord has been speaking to me so much out of the Old Testament <clears throat> this year uh, but another thing that he reminded me of is that it's, it's time for us to, to get back to our, our mission to be a people who, who love God, number one and who love people and, and who serve the world. Because the reality is the, the only way that people in this world will believe that we love them is if we serve them. And you you may or may not have noticed that those words are above the doors just before you go downstairs and that's so that it's subliminally is, <laughs> is caught by your mind every time you go through those doors. But we, we've failed to see the, the language that the Lord used with Israel in, in the Old Testament. And when I saw this in Deuteronomy 10 and 11... Um, A few weeks ago, I thought, how did I never see that before? As I obviously was back in Deuteronomy 10, 11, and 12, uh, significantly the last few weeks. But I'm going to read a little bit of Deuteronomy 11 for you. Starting in verse 22. For if you are careful to keep all these commandments, which I am commanding you, to do it. To love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you, and you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. Every place on which the sole of your foot shall tread shall be yours. Your border shall be from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates, as far as the western sea. There shall be no man able to stand before you. The Lord your God will lay the dread of you and the fear of you on all the land on which you set your foot. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today, and the curse if you do not listen to the commandments of the Lord your God but turn aside from the way which I am commanding you today by following other gods which you have not known now the part of this that that was revelation to me was back in that first verse verse 22 for if you are careful to keep all these commandments which I'm commanding you to do it to love the Lord your God to walk in all his ways and to hold fast to him now that doesn't sound so striking until you get to the Hebrew The, the word is in other places translated to cleave. It's used twice in Genesis. The next two times are in Deuteronomy 10 and 11, where it's talking about the people of God cleaving to the Lord. Now that's that's a marriage picture that word the the lord he's he's wanting us to to love him in in such a way that we cleave to him now we, we have to go even further into the, the definition of, of that Hebrew word, which is Daubach, because the, the first uh, word to define what that means in English is, is the word impinge which most of you probably don't know what it means cuz i i had to look it up too. I'll I'll admit it. Joy, would you come up here for a minute? I'm I'm going to show you what it means. Cuz i i can do this with her. <laughs> it means to get in the person's personal space. That's what that means. Now, to me, that that put all of Deuteronomy 10, 11, and 12 in a completely different light. See, I didn't even see that 16 years ago when the Lord really began to open that up to me. But that is what the Lord wants for us, his people. That we will love the Lord our God. That we will walk in all his ways and and we will get in his personal space you see that's <laughs> that's an invitation that 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 is that's not a a cold command of a distant god that's 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 a god who wants intimacy that's it's it's the only way you you can interpret what the hebrew is actually saying he 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 wants us to to get in his personal space. He, <laughs> he he wants that for you. And for me. It's it's great his his own personal space is big enough we can all actually do it at the same time. But when When you put that in, in the light of Hebrews eleven six, 6, I think was the verse I was quoting earlier, uh, you know, we, we've got to believe that he wants that for us. And, and that if we set our face like Flint, that, that we're going to have it because he wants it for us and he's invited us to have it then we'll get there because it's you know we're, we're going to talk about some of this difficulty of seeking the Lord in in days to come as well because he, when he begins to draw us near and, and we can feel his presence and it's, it's really wonderful and nice we get to the, a place where we don't feel his presence anymore and we wonder God what happened Where are you? Well, we know by faith that He He's not gone anywhere because He'll never leave us or forsake us and his His love is so high and deep and wide and long that that nothing can separate us from it if we're in faith. And we're actually believing that. Um, he's, He's wanting us to continue to pursue him. Because we don't need the sensation of his presence. Because sometimes we need to pursue by faith. And, and sometimes we need to ask and knock and seek. And Matthew and Luke say, those, those who seek will find. Those who knock, the door will be open. Those who ask will receive. If an earthly father knows how to give a good gift to his child, how much more Will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit, Luke says, or give good things, Matthew says, to those who ask? But he he wants to get us to the place where we're seeking to get in his personal space, and we believe that we're there even if we don't feel anything. And, and he wants to get us to the place where we're enjoying being with him just for being with. He's, he's setting this before us. <laughs> the blessing <laughs> or the loss. Hmm. So, <clears throat> I, I could really go on for a long time today. I probably have already, but I want to finish with, with just this one more thing, that there there are things in this war that, that we're in, because once we're born again and... We're made a new creation. We're in the war. There's there's no getting around it. We can lay our weapons down, but the enemy's never going to. So that would not be very smart. There there are things beyond ourselves that the Lord wants to accomplish through each one of us in this war. And by by doing the thing that I've just been talking about, by by getting in God's personal space yourself, there there is a strengthening that only happens there. It's kind of like we're we're a rechargeable battery. And, and there's there's one kind of charger that that we fit into and it will recharge us and and that is it and if we try other things, they may feel good uh, they may seem like they ought to work um, But becoming a, a people of God's presence, a people of prayer, a people who seek him in his word, those, those are the things that are gonna strengthen us. And it's, it's where we're gonna be prepared to finally enter into the offensive part of, of this battle of this war and, and the Lord desperately needs for some people to rise up somewhere who will take up the offensive in this thing because if, if you look at the first things that Jesus said about the church in Matthew 16 you know when he asked the disciples who who do people say that I am? And and Peter gets one right, and he says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, And then Jesus said, you're right, Peter. Man has not revealed this to you, but the Spirit of God. And on this rock... And he's really saying, on this truth, he's not talking about a person, he's talking about a revelation. On this revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, we we have this idea that we need to be on the defensive and the enemy is always on the offensive against us and you know it, it seems like that because if, if we live our lives on the defensive uh, we, we kind of give the enemy opportunity to do that but when, when you really look at that whole passage, because Jesus goes on to say, and, and everything that has already been bound in heaven, you can bind on earth, and everything that's been loosed in heaven, you'll be able to loose on the earth, because that's what, what that Greek really says. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He's... He's showing us that we're the ones who are supposed to be on the offensive and the gates of hell will not be able to hold us back because gates are defensive. They're not offensive. And when the church is, is moving forward Destroying the works of the devil, pushing against the gates that the kingdom of darkness has put up to protect their stuff, uh, man, it's, it's going to be like an automatic door that just opens because they, they won't be able to prevail if the church is in unity if our our lamps are filled with oil the oil of god's presence and and we're we're doing we're moving forward into the battle that god has for us this day because Jesus is the supreme commander in this whole thing. And in in any army if if we have squads or companies of of people who are just off doing what they think would be a good idea they they can get their binds kicked, right? Yeah. It's all got a flow from the supreme commander, and you know these are those days, and and I I feel like God's just waiting for a group of people to say okay. We're we're beginning to see how this works. So, okay, God, let's see what you want to (laughs) do. So, would we dare to be those people? I sure hope so, because I already said yes. And so did Joy. (laughs) So, if you'll come with us, uh, God will do more than we can ask or imagine. Because that's what he has planned. For those who love him, who... Cleave to him, who impinge on him. Just meditate on that picture. Getting in God's personal space. So, yeah, I'll, just one more. One more. This is quick, really. Um, I, I wish I had put a year on this uh, these notes so there there was a a gifted prophetic guy some would probably call him a prophet who was here in Cheyenne years ago Melanie maybe you'll remember when this was uh, Dick Mills was here in Cheyenne and it was it was July 3rd of Two thousand six, thank you <laughs> so it was uh, and I took these notes because he he was saying something that was significant for for us. He said there there would be, the Lord told him there would be seven great moves of the Spirit in his lifetime. And he's an old guy. He was an old guy in 2006. The first one was began in 1946. It was the latter rain revival that restored the prophetic and singing scripture. The second one was in the 19 19- Uh, 50s, it was the healing revival that was led by uh, Branham and and others. The third was uh, the deliverance movement that started with Agnes Sanford and and others. The fourth was the charismatic movement that hit most of the mainline denominations and the Catholic Church in the 70s. Then there was the a move in the Word of Faith movement that was in, in the 1980s. And then there was the third wave that was the Vineyard in, in the 1990s, 80s and 90s. That was six. And he, he talked about what was going to happen in, in the last great move of God in his lifetime. That the seventh would be accelerated. It would be quick. That the last move of God would visit power on the local church, and it would be the power center of the community. It would be like Joel's army when God poured out his spirit on all flesh and the sons and daughters prophesied and... uh, all, all the rest. <clears throat> but it would be a nameless, faceless army held in abeyance, prepared and held in readiness. They would have the wood, hay, and stubble burned out of their lives. And they would have received... the very nature of Christ so if we, if we want to be part of this last great move of God and God wants us to be part of this he does the door is open um, I think the solemn assembly is part of this preparation but there's a waiting on the lord that he talked about that we would wait in abeyance that's that's waiting for your orders <laughs> not getting ahead of what god is doing but waiting for the supreme commander. So uh, I just w- I want to pray over us today, and then we're going to have a great meal together and some fellowship. Uh, it's good to be back. Father, I thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. I thank you for revelation from your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and your power that's at work in us. I pray, Father, for those struggling with what the battle looks like right now, that you'd move them to a place of faith to seek you and find you. I pray, Lord, that you would show each of us what it looks like for us to get in your personal space. That you meet us as as we do that, as we learn to know you and and to love you, and we we learn to hear from you in the quiet place, in the secret place, and Lord, prepare us. I I pray for these people that we would fulfill your plans and purposes for us fully. That we would enter into all the fullness that's available to us. That we would love one another deeply. That we would help each other in these days. And Lord, bless the food that we're we're about to eat. Bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen.